Yeah. Well, what should we not do? Should we non-record it? Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. We have to remember to record a intro too. Like, hello, I'm Jennifer. Hello, I'm Father Aaron. Okay. This is Podsy. Podsy. <laughs> What's it called? Portsy Catholic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we don't know what we're called. Okay. We'll see it without whispering. Oh, I should turn. I should actually turn on the recorder, not just turn on my phone, because that's that's helpful, right? Good call. Yeah, smart. Tech. I'm a techie like that. Yeah. <laughs> Getting there. Okay. All right. All right. Evening prayer? Yep. All right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Are we going to sing? Uh, should we put... We can, we can kind of skip this song. Should we put Jeff through that torture? No, it's okay, Jeff. You're off the hook. Okay, we'll just sing. We'll think about it. Hmm. That was a good one. Okay. Yours is more than mortal beauty. Every word you speak is full of grace. My heart overflows with noble words. To the king I must speak the song I have made. My tongue is nimble as the pen of a scribe. You are the fairest of the children of men, and graciousness is poured upon your lips, because God has blessed you forevermore. O mighty one, gird your sword upon your thigh. In splen- You're in week two. I'm in week two! Go! <laughs> do, 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 do. Well then, that was a good one. Yes. <laughs> Cut. Let's start over. I'm just starting over. I'm just erasing this whole thing. That's done. Yes. Yes. I'm erasing. I'm officially erasing. Let's start again. Why? This because. Is the, best part. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is I'm on the way. You're laughing about it. You have the wrong season. You're okay. reading Advent. I was just hoping. I was like, wow, the words really are different. <laughs> okay. Fine. <clears throat> yes. It is good to sing a song of joy to the Lord. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay, how are we going to do this? Take turns? Yep. Okay. So you, you would, you're introducing the antiphon. Yep. And then the first stanza, and okay. then I pick up the Perfect. second. <laughs> That's why you didn't chime in, because you were, I was, yeah. reading, I was reading the long one. I'm not the priest who has to know these things. Okay. <sighs> the Lord looks tenderly on those who are poor. In the Lord I have taken my refuge. How can you say to my soul, fly like a bird to its mountain? See the wicked bracing their bow. They are fixing their arrows on the string to shoot upright men in the dark. Foundations once destroyed, what can the just do? The Lord is in his holy temple, the Lord whose throne is in heaven. His eyes look down on the world. His gaze tests mortal men. The Lord tests the just and the wicked. The lover of violence he hates. He sends fire and brimstone on the wicked. He sends a scorching wind as their lot. The Lord is just and loves justice. The upright shall see his face. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord God, you search the hearts of all, both the good and the wicked. May those who are in danger for love of you find security in you now. And in the day of judgment, may they rejoice in seeing you face to face. The Lord looks, looks tend- tenderly on those, those who, who are poor. poor. Bless, 
Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Lord, who shall be admitted to your tent and dwell on your holy mountain? He who walks without fault, he who acts with justice, and speaks the truth from his heart, he who does not slander with his tongue. He who does no wrong to his brother, who casts no slur on his neighbor, who holds the godless in disdain, but honors those who fear the Lord. He who keeps his pledge come what may, who takes no interest on a loan, and accepts no bribes against the innocent. Such a man will stand firm forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Make our lives blameless, Lord. Help us to do what is right, and to speak what is true, that we may dwell in your tent, and find rest on your holy mountain. Blessed are the pure Pure of of heart, heart, for they they shall see God. God. God chose us in his Son to be his adopted children. Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has bestowed on us in Christ every spiritual blessing in the heavens. God chose us in him before the world began to be holy and blameless in his sight. He predestined us to be his adopted sons through Jesus Christ. Such was his will and pleasure, that all might praise the glorious favor he has bestowed on us in his beloved. In him and through his blood, we have been redeemed and our sins forgiven. So immeasurably generous is God's favor to us. God has given us the wisdom to understand fully the mystery, the plan he was pleased to decree in Christ. A plan to be carried out in Christ in the fullness of time, to bring all things into one in him, in the heavens and on the earth. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. God chose us in his Son to be his adopted children. At the appointed time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for us godless men. It is rare that anyone should lay down his life for a just man, though it is barely possible that for a good man someone may have the courage to die. It is precisely in this that God proves his love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now that we have been justified by his blood, it is all the more certain that we shall be saved by him from God's wrath. For if, when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him by the death of his son, it is all the more certain that we who have been reconciled will be saved by his life. Lord, you alone can heal me, for I have grieved you by my sins. Lord, you alone can heal me, for I have grieved you by my sins. Once more I say, O Lord, have mercy on me. For I have grieved you by my sins. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord, you alone can heal me, for I have grieved you by my sins. I am my own testimony, says the Lord, and my Father who sent me also testifies on my behalf. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. 
My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones, and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. I am my own testimony, says the Lord. Is that right? Yep. And my Father who sent me also testifies on my behalf. O Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ has saved us from our sins. As his people, let us call out to him. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. Lord Christ, we pray for your holy church. You gave yourself up to make it holy, washing it clean by water and the life-giving word. Renew it constantly and purify it by penance. Jesus, Son of the living God, have mercy on us. Good Master, show young people the way you have chosen for each of them. May they walk in it and find fulfillment. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. In your compassion, you healed all forms of sickness. Bring hope to the sick and rise and raise them up. Teach us to love and care for them. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. Make us mindful of the dignity you gave us in baptism. May we live for you at every moment. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. May the dead rise to glory in your peace. Grant us with them a share in your kingdom. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Father of love, source of all blessings, Help us to pass from our old life of sin to the new life of grace. Prepare us for the glory of your kingdom. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Those intercessions are... uh, sort of on point, <laughs> on point, aren't they? Um, started the day, you were talking about your um, your day walking with people in their final hours mm. at the hospital. Um, I was finishing up my article about my interview with Sister Nula, so a lot of this was also on my mind. So, yeah, it's beautiful that these were the intercessions. (laughs) 
that we're speechless. <laughs> I'm never speechless. You're never speechless. Go ahead, Father. Yeah, that never happens. <laughs> Take the floor. <laughs> All right. So, um, like my purple socks. Um, so yeah. So I was in today. Um, I was also in for uh, physiotherapy. So I was in a. I was in a rear end. I was in a car that was rear ended. Uh, by another vehicle so I went in today and I had some work done and uh, it got me to thinking about um, you know how we say this as Catholics you know we say that you know whatever vocation God has called you to whether it's being a priest uh, you know take your big ones being a priest being a parent um, those are more obvious to us of doing work and helping but whatever it is that you're doing, you serve the body of Christ. You you lift up others. Uh, because the person that I was dealing with um, for the physio, I, like I felt their care. You know, I mm-hmm. felt like, <laughs> I mean, that they were Baptist. Okay. <laughs> and, and they were saying how, yeah, like, you know there wasn't like this obvious connection with faith, but the person is literally helping my body to go back into a better place, right? And right. a better shape. Right. Um, a corporal work of mercy. Well, there's something to elaborate on right there. Yeah. What is a corporal work of mercy? Well, corporal <laughs> bodily work of mercy. So I uh, tell my catechism kids, basically the corporal works of mercy are the things that provide physical help physical relief so caring for the sick feeding the feeding the hungry um, right. that kind of stuff the bodily needs burying um, the dead burying the as dead as well yeah is counseling the doubtful no that's spiritual, that's spiritual. so the okay. spiritual works of mercy have to do more with the intellect and praying for people um uh so the spirit and the intellect so praying for people but counseling the doubtful um advising the ignorant admonishing the sinner yes yes um uh, i can't think of all seven of them right now but those are the they're tight it's interesting like i remember being um as a kid they were just starting breakfast programs at school yeah yeah and the idea was that they would say something like it's hard for a kid to learn if they haven't eaten Mm -hmm. and it's almost like it's, it's going to be hard for me to do the prayer work that I have if my body's messed up. Yeah. You know, so the work, the corporal work of mercy of of tending to the sick. I guess in this case, I'm the person who's got something wrong or yeah. got something was agitated. I'm not going to be missing work or anything like that. But it's that it's like that corporal work is going to help me to turn around and then do spiritual work. Yeah. You know, like they're absolutely. they're linked together. Oh, you know? for sure. I mean, what's that saying? Um, about, about, you know, never making decisions when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, right? I mean, yeah. our physical ailments. I know I'm one grouchy bear <laughs> when I'm tired and uh, don't come talking to mommy <laughs> when, when she's grouchy. I mean, it's terrible, but I mean, it's important for me to take care of my physical well-being so that I can be, you know, a good mother in the non-physical ways right in terms of counseling my children and encouraging them oh yeah you know so yeah absolutely our physical i mean we are body and soul body and spirit right if you want to say it that way um Mm. and we 
we, yeah, we live out of these bodies and it's hard to be cheerful when you're physically in pain, but, um, you know, it's hard to be patient when you're starving. <laughs> so, I mean, and there's also the whole idea of, um, sort of those, those like, uh, is it Maslow's hierarchy about the different needs we have? Okay. So, you know, making sure, you know, food and shelter, what it's, uh, once those are sort of taken care of, then we can start thinking about other things. I mean, someone who's starving and hasn't eaten for days isn't really worrying about politics, maybe, or isn't really worrying about uh, picking up a good book at the library. They're kind of wondering, where the heck am I going to get for sure. food for me and my yeah. kids, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if that's been disproven or not, but that was a pretty, pretty uh, famous theory i mean it kind of gets into the whole first world problems <laughs> type of issue right how yeah. we can be fretting about these things which really are of no corporal consequence really right um although the first world issues thing is sometimes just meant for trivial trivial ideas right but it is true that uh um, it's a privilege to be able to have the liberty to sit and muse and ponder over things you know that you're not so wiped off your feet with exhaustion from Caring for your, yeah. caring for your your duties and um, just doing your job all day, right? So, so yeah. I wonder if that means that we should, in a way, be uh, the most philosophic generation ever. In a way, like we don't have those. Oh my gosh! I gotta go chop down a tree so that I'll have fire, so that I'll be able to cook for myself. But it doesn't seem to work that way in terms of like oh. I think you're yeah it's almost like we get more busy the more stuff that we and I mean and I think we're kind of distracting ourselves to death too right I mean I I think sort of in the understanding of how sort of civilizations developed I mean be a great book for you to write distracting ourselves to death by (laughs) (laughs) and other heavy topics by Jen okay I'd be an expert on this maybe um um I mean sort of the idea about how civilization developed was that moving from hunter-gatherer, the gathering type of um, societies into agriculture-based where people stayed put, they were able to produce an abundance of food, more than just your personal subsistence. And so they were able to sort of free up some people who were not primarily tied into, you know, the the procuring of food. And that is when you started having, um, you know, like, just different non, <laughs> different different um profession professions to say or different um so for example um, you know you could have a priestly class you could have uh, people whose entire job was to be thinkers right to do these types of things so it's, so it's kind of a function of civilization right? right but I think that um, I don't necessarily think that what you what you propose makes you know, makes sense, but that's not what we see, right? And if you look at some of the, um, some of the uh, orders like um, the, uh, is it like the Trappist, the Trappists, and um, I mean, they are a very busy, hardworking yep. order, right? They're doing physical labor, farming, all this kind of stuff, right? Making, making products from the from the fruit of their land, right? Yep. Yet they're very, very prayerful at the same time. I mean, there is a thing of working in solitude that affords you the opportunity to reflect quite a bit as well. I guess it really depends on... 
But then again, they, that's, they're not, that's not the same as somebody who's working to try to, try to feed their starving family, right? It's, it's a bit of a, right. it's a different, different pressure, but. I, I guess I, I just look at it like, um, modern man is plagued by anxiety. Mm-hmm. Modern man is, when I say modern man, I mean everybody. Um, and so as a corrective to that, sometimes manual labor is prescribed. Right. I mean, we don't, I, I shouldn't say that. I mean, it's often medication or therapy or something, but. But physical exercise. Physical. That, well, right? exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it's like, why don't you go and do what you used to do just to stay alive? Cause it'll help you. Yeah. I have to tell you, washing the dishes by hand to me is Something that my husband cannot wrap his head around. Why in the world would you wash the he's dishes by hand? No, it's okay. We're 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 good. <laughs> no, no. I mean, he's. But um. Uh, I wouldn't do it by hand either. I'd no, see, a brush. I, I psh, skin on plate. That's, uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but you know what I mean, right? With a dishcloth. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, as opposed to a dishwasher, right? Yeah. Whereas um, I also grew up. We didn't have a dishwasher. My husband's family did. So, anyways, um. I had to learn how to use a dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> what is this thing? Yes, yeah, so I speak had of? plates have to go in certain orders. It doesn't work. Anyways, um, uh, <laughs> now you're gonna kill me, Richard. <laughs> Anyways, um, but I find that for me, just stopping to wash the dishes by hand during the day, I find my entire day is more productive on those days when I'm stopping several times a day to wash the dishes. Whereas if I'm just constantly loading the dishes into the dishwasher, it just feels like there's right. no order in in my home, which is weird. So I guess for our listeners is like, okay, here's the invitation is, you know, somehow finding, I mean, finding Christ in the midst of what is happening in my life right now that I don't have to go off to a retreat or I don't have to go off to some kind of Shangri-La. I mean, those things are good. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I've benefited immensely from that. But just that you can find him by making these small changes, you know, Absolutely. these small things that can make an impact. And how do you know if it's making an impact? But for what you say, you look afterwards and you say, geez, I'm more project productive as a result of this this discipline or this mm-hmm. element in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I um I uh sometimes joke that I need a theological treatise before I can do the laundry, but it's true. I mean, it's uh I I think that for myself being somebody who is more reflect a reflector, <laughs> reflective, a thoughter, a, a thoughter, a thoughter, not a speaker, a thinker. <laughs> Someone who thinks a lot, thinks yes. in my head quite a bit. Um doing those uh manual chores around the home to me are very concrete outward ways that I can make an offering right I can say you know I really don't care if the shoes in the closet are tidied nice and straight but I know that if I do it it brings sort of some harmony and peace to my family who is happy to find their shoes so I can do it for love of them, even though I, I have feel no motivation to do it for love of tidiness, right? And f- I offer that up. Like, I offer that as, like, hey, I can do this for, for you. Jesus, you want me to make my family feel sure. calm, happy. Sure. Able to locate their footwear. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think for me that's, um, 
that's certainly something that I, I keep in mind throughout the day. Uh, because I just don't see the value. I've never been a really tidy person. You know, I was a kid with who lost a pair of shoes under her pillow for six months and they were in a shoebox. Um, like, my room was that messy. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, it's not ingrained on me this. <laughs> to be fair, I had two beds in the room and it was not the bed I slept in. Oh, so, <laughs> but it just sounds better that way. Anyways, um, but um, it's... Uh, you know, I read somewhere, you know, if you think about your duties as making art for the next person to come along. So if I clear off the table, it's yeah. making the table beautiful for the next person to come along. If I wash the dishes and put them away before someone comes in and finds a tower of dirty right. dishes, it makes the room beautiful for the next person, right? I think I really like that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. You can you can take that to the bank. Go clean your room. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah. That's funny. It's one thing. So one one thing in my life, I'm not a neat person, but I love to have my bed made. Like I have to make my bed in the morning. And my husband and I will often make the bed together and I'm just so in love with him when he helps me make the bed. Like I just love it. It makes my I feel like at least my bed is made. Like, yeah. I feel like, okay, something's done. Whereas for him, if the kitchen counters are cleaned off, I'm the best wife yeah. ever, right? Yeah. So it's those little things. I mean, that he doesn't care if the bed's made. I don't care if the kitchen counter's cluttered. But knowing that the other one does, it just makes it sweeter, right? Because, you know, I'm not just clearing it away. You feel, especially, if, you know, the daily chores are never done. It's not like, you know, I wrote this piece, like I've been working on an article and it's been being in labor it's so stressful but when I'm done I hit send I've sent it off to the editor okay done right. right people can love it people can hate it but it's done but laundry doesn't really get done dishes don't really ever be done um you know mopping don't get me started on mopping right? <laughs> like it doesn't get done and so we can be hesitant to even do those things if we're yeah. thinking about a to-do list checking things off but if we're thinking about you know, that it's a service to the person we love. It, um, yeah, it makes it, it makes it sweeter, right? And, um, yeah, and then whenever we're doing something out of love, then Jesus is with us, and he's like, hey, let's clean this together. Maybe he doesn't say it like that, but I kind of imagine he does. <laughs> he's like, groovy, man. I, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I don't know, on the inside. But, um, yeah, I read, I read um, one of my, my favorite books is The Read of God by Carol Hauslander. And oh, sorry, oops. that's me. All right. Am I special? You are. So, yeah, Carol Houslander, Read of God, um, talks really so much about, um, I love this so much, I'm not going to paraphrase it well at all, but how You're going to butcher it. You I'm going to butcher us. it, totally. Just, you know, <laughs> read the original, it's so much better. Buy the book, buy it, buy it, love it. Okay. Um, that... It kind of speaks to the what would Jesus do type of movement, but it kicks it up a killer notch, and I love it. So she said not to think about what would Jesus do in this situation, but recognizing that Jesus actually does want to do something in here, not hypothetically wants to do something. He actually wants to do something, and he cannot do this thing unless I do it for him. Like, he needs me in this situation. I'm the person in this room who is able to do whatever needs to be done. 
um, I have to be his hands and feet. So it's the idea that it's not just, well, you know, Jesus sure would love, sure, if Jesus was here, he would probably, you know, fold the laundry without complaining. But it's that more the idea, Jesus actually wants to serve my family. And he's letting me be the tool like that that enables that to be mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. And I just, um, yeah, I just really love that. I found that so, uh, so beautiful. I mean, just the idea of, yeah, just the idea that I'm, I'm entering into that. Yeah. Like, you know, my duty is a gift. It's a gift for me that I get to participate right. in these ordinary moments. And um, that God is, Entering into that, I mean, all of our duty as lay people, especially, is to consecrate the world, right? To mm-hmm. consecrate all those little things. So mm-hmm. if I'm hold, if I'm folding the laundry, thinking that I'm doing it for the love of God, for the glory of God, wow, <laughs> like way to go! That's awesome, for sure. right? For the laundry, yeah. so it's, it's that's making my my home like a little part of God's kingdom. Is I'm expanding the kingdom right there, right? And um, so I mean, it's not what we think of when it comes to evangelization and all that stuff, but I mean, it's still important, right? It's still part of what we're what we're called to enter into, I think. Absolutely. I would have to agree. I mean, it's like looking at it with new eyes, right? It's the same reality, Mm -hmm. but it's looking at it with maybe creative eyes. Like, Mm -hmm. hmm. That kind of plugs in for me, at least. I think so. And it's also looking towards the end. It's end, right? In terms of... You mean um, end, like... No, not not death. I'm not bringing up death. No, the, uh, the... the purpose, the end, the teleological end, right? Um, I mean, we are made, we were made by God in love for him so we could enjoy him forever right. in this life and the next, right? And 100%. It's, and it's all for that. So um, it's not really about whether I get the laundry done. It's about whether I work on my relationship with Christ. And if it's a matter of me saying, hey, like, let me partner with you through this. I'm spending time with Christ. I am thinking of him. I'm appreciating him. I'm being grateful for my family that I'm serving in this. I'm, you know, just, you know, thinking about just how, you know, just sort of, it's like a little examination of conscience right then about, you know, recognizing just how blessed you are to have, have this pile of derby socks to, to wash, right? Or whatever. And, um, it's not really about the socks. It's really about being mindful and being aware of the fact that yeah that he's with me in this right um and uh so so i mean yeah that's what i mean by you know the end of it right um yeah all those things we do are about creating creating what we're recreating participating in the recreation Mm-hmm. Right? Of the new heaven and the new earth. So, let's do your laundry. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Participate in your life in, in, a, in a focused way, in a purposeful way. Yeah. See it, see the, you know, all the opportunities. One of my mother's prayers is something along the lines of, you know, thank you, Lord, for this day that you have given and all the opportunities in it to do good. Yeah, Not that we're going to necessarily do all of those right. things right. Um, because of limitations and, and maybe impatience and other things that factor in, but just the opportunities in it to do yeah. good. And 
I think we're dwelling on this particular point in part because, or it's worth dwelling upon um, because while we could step back and say, oh, you know, we're talking about the laundry. I don't particularly struggle with the laundry or with dishes or something like that. So this doesn't apply to you. No, it, it does apply to you because within your life, there are things that are happening every day that you can look at differently. Yeah, that they feel that menial and right. feel like a burden to you rather than yeah. opportunity, right? Right. Yeah, Um. there's this story of uh, two workmen. One of them's grumbling as he's lugging the rocks, and the second one's singing a tune and whistling. And, and um, if you ask the first one what he's doing, he's like, I'm lugging rocks, and he's... Yeah. quite bitter about it. Yes, the second guy, and he's like, I'm building a cathedral, That's right? That's right. They're both building a cathedral. They're both yeah, helping to build a cathedral. they're doing the same job, but it's your perspective Yeah, really helps, for sure. So. Absolutely. And, um, like, we can ask ourselves, in what mindset do, have I naturally gone to this week or mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. you know? There's that expression, you know, you can be, today is a new day, you can be a fountain or a drain. Are, are you going to be a fountain or a drain, yeah. right? I haven't heard that particular <laughs> phraseology. That's yeah. neat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, um, yeah, and even just that, I mean, the fact that sometimes our lives are mundane and are not much to get too worked up about, <laughs> you know, that in itself is a beautiful grace because we are given the opportunity to practice gratitude when it seems like slim pickings, right? Um, it's easy to be grateful when everything's just roses, right? But, you know, I mean, for example, I can imagine, you know, you and your physiotherapy being great, you know, the fact that you're grateful for that interaction with the physiotherapist, mm-hmm. right? You could have just been like, well, at least he wasn't terrible and made me feel worse than I was when I went, went in there, right? But but the fact that um, you found something to be grateful for, right? Um which I'm assuming, you know, the fact that you're having to go to physio after a car accident isn't the most pleasant. Well, uh, just to be thankful you know? too, like I'm, I'm going to address minor issues. I'm not mm-hmm. going. I'm not in the hospital with serious, you know, serious situation. Yeah. You know? yeah. But I don't find that it's, um, uh, I don't find that gratitude stays with us. Like I, th- I feel like when I was younger, gratitude came somehow more easily or I can remember like I can remember being more grateful naturally and now it's it's something that I that I I recognize as important psychologically the psychological community recognizes it as important it's literally an exercise that we do yeah um um so I'm like yeah I have to um kind of incorporate this a little bit more mm-hmm. in my life. And I, and I feel like once you get practice, you get more grateful. Yeah, like, I think that's true. And I know, um, you know, from the Bible, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Um, I was going through a really tough time a couple years back, and I spoke to a priest. It was at, um, it was at a, a conference retreat type thing I was at, and uh, people were, you know, praying over people and stuff. And, so I went to have him pray for me and I was trying to sort of briefly explain what was going on and I'm just so depressed father I just can't get over it I just I, I can't get over it I'm trying to be there for my family I'm just trying to hang in there I just I don't know I can't see an end to this I'm just so stuck 
And he's like, oh, you have to just start praising God more. And I was like, can I punch you? I was so angry. Right. And then I went, I went back and sat down and I bawled my eyes out. And then a friend of mine came over and saw me crying and I explained what happened. And she's, so anyway, so she's, she prayed with me instead. But then after she said, you know, that father is, he's very wise and he usually has something. So don't, don't just throw, throw, throw it away. What he said. So I kind of huffed and hawed and said, fine, right? So I took it home and I prayed about it. And um, yeah, you know, just praise God more. I'm like, what do you mean praise God more? I pray every day, you know, that's not my problem. And my friend said, he didn't say pray more. He said praise more. So anyway, so I started looking into that and I just started, you know, yeah, you know, thanking God, trying to look for everything and thanking God. And it just really transformed everything. It really did. uh, it felt ridiculously impossible at first, but it really changed. And um, yeah, I was talking to someone recently, and uh, she's recently widowed, and she was, she was the way she was describing how she was feeling. It just reminded me so much of myself at that um, right. at that retreat. And I just told her the story, the same story I'm telling you now. And I said, just try it. And you know, she came back a month later. And she was glowing with joy. I've never seen her so happy. And she said, it worked. It, it just worked, right? That intentionally choosing right. to praise God, even when you don't feel like it, especially sure. especially when you don't feel like it. Sure. It does something to us. I don't know. I, I can't explain it. I'm just testifying Yeah, I think those are the best ones where we're like, I just don't get it. I, yeah. I can't explain why this works yeah. or why it worked for me yeah. at this particular time. It but just it did. did. It did. <laughs> yeah. It did. And, um, yeah, I'm thinking about, you know, week one, Sunday morning, you know, the, um, the prayer from the fiery furnace, <laughs> um, Daniel. as opposed to week two, no, although, yeah, yeah, just, you know, bless the Lord, all you works of the Lord, praise and exalt him above all forever. And just the fastest oh. read psalm or, or type of psalm ever. It's like, Zzz. oh, really? I kind yeah. of slow down because I try to sort of picture all those different things. And especially in the winter when I'm looking at the snow, yeah. like ice Sun. and snow, bless the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and it reminds me, yeah, everything, everything, <laughs> bless the Lord, right? Me in the middle of the snowstorm, bless the Lord. And, uh. No, I, 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 that's one that I don't slow down on, actually. I kind of speed... I mean, I do slow down for that one. I yeah. tend to race through some of, it's hit some a, of the it's other It's hit ones. a chord. Yeah, yeah. For you. Yeah, for And sure. that's another thing that I think is good for people to maybe consider. What has hit a chord for me? Yeah. And for some, they may be saying, oh my gosh, it's been so long since I felt that something of the Lord, something of his message. I think for most people, it's when they're feeling, you know, they're doing well it's easier to get to that place where did where what was happened you know and we're so busy like it's just a good practice somehow <laughs> to go back to that and say you know where was it this week where the where something struck a chord in me i'm not just talking about um like the voice i was watching the voice and this song really struck me it's no big deal or is it it could be right like is it not that something maybe also moved in your heart and to go back to that or to go back to those fundamental ones where like you say we know we were changed we're not sure how we don't Mm -hmm. know the dynamic but 
to go back to it, to stir up the memory, um, to go back to the wedding day, Mm -hmm. uh, for the priest to go back to the ordination day or the time around it, Mm -hmm. you know, what got us into this, you know, to be a little bit attentive to that. Now I know that's broadening way out from what struck a chord in me this week, but I know I'm sitting here and I'm going, Oh man, I wish I was in a prayer time right now and I could just settle and, and listen to where was God? Like, because I, I really think that he's he's there, whether we're flipping burgers or we're preaching the word of God. Yeah. Um, and I, to be honest, I think as a as a priest, I have some advantage in that because, you know, I just feel like we're constantly running into the Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but without that space to let it settle, uh, it's hard to catch. It's like the the blue heron in order to fish. He's got to have that still water. And so he doesn't move. He just sees the water. But he doesn't tromp around in it and it's all dirty. And then he strikes with that razor beak off a rock. He breaks his beak mm-hmm. in two pieces, right? Mm-hmm. So where do we find that that kind of stillness? Where is God inviting us in? Um, and maybe um, just trusting that he's working it out in us. It's going to happen. It's not there right now, maybe. And maybe... We are outright resisting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think I'm chuckling because I'm thinking, yeah, I know certainly uh, times of resistance. I, I read a reflection this weekend about the year A gospel for this last Sunday, uh, about Lazarus coming out of the tomb. And when Jesus said to remove the rock, they said, oh, well, no, because he already stinks. That's right. So Jesus was telling them, hey, remove the rock. Like, you know, <laughs> something big's going to happen. <laughs> no, but, you know, um, no, I'm being silly. But um, No, exactly. But the, the priest who wrote this reflection was saying, how often are we just on the precipice of God wanting to do something incredible, right? Reveal something beautiful to us. And we say, oh, no, Lord. No, it couldn't be that. No, no, that's, that's, that's done. That's in the past. It's over, right? Um, so I think of someone very close to me who was, had two children already spaced between like 10, um, five years between the first two. And then it was another six years thought they were finished for children. In fact, was saying always open to life, but just saying to the Lord, no, like I'm too old now. I can't, I can't do it. I'm a teenager now. Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't do it. Um, and then was brought into this place of surrender with the Lord, just kind of swept off her feet and said, yes, Lord, like I give, I give permission. I give my yes, you know, after resisting, like literally, I remember Mm -hmm. her physically putting her hands out in front of her saying, this is the space I was in. Yeah. No, I like, I don't know. Yeah. And and then this openness. And then of course the gift of life, you know, happening and, and, uh, yeah, just shaping it differently. And I suppose we do that in different ways, maybe. Yeah, I think so. And I think um, I think it takes a lot of silence and time to think about that, right? Yeah, me too. So here's the thing. <laughs> right? Silence. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Letting it breathe. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Yeah. Um, it is, for sure. That's, um, for me, definitely the hardest time of prayer is the mental prayer, right? I mean, uh, in terms of not the mental, not the, not the me, 
talking, but then he's stopping and listening and waiting. Right. Waiting. Waiting. <laughs> waiting. You know? And that um, was just three seconds. <laughs> yeah, that was three seconds, and I'm feeling awkward. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, yeah. And, uh, which is why I guess it's so wise to have a sort of a, a structure or routine to how you're going to go through the prayer so that it's easier to sort of sit there in that in that uncomfortable silence when when it's often uncomfortably silent um, because you at least sort of have a boundary and sort of a, hmm. a vision of how this is going to at least end, you know? <laughs> like my alarm's going to go off in 20 minutes and I can stop this craziness, right? Right. Um, whereas if you just try to just sort of pray when the spirit moves you, you, you kind of miss out on that. You need to, you need to sort of sit in your, in your, in your uncomfort, discomfort rather. Um, yes. Yes. In your discomfort. Yeah. Uh, sometimes. And, and like with the avoidance, I think like for me, I, I think the invitation is to be, have a Marian spirituality of some kind, like in devotion. Mm-hmm. And I just know it. I just know it. I know that when Mary is present in my life, when I'm asking her intercession, somehow there's it, like you said, with the dishes, it's like there's something you, your phrasing was, was maybe different than what I'll put. I'll put it this way. When I pray the rosary, Mm -hmm. it is better, whatever is going on. And I don't know what that's about. You know, I don't know why that is, but I can tell you like every day at 802, for a number of weeks, I would get the reminder on my phone, rosary, walk. Yeah, and? You know, and, and I want to do it. I want to get there. Mm-hmm. And I, really, I pray the rosary once a week with the sisters at at the Ruth Ross residence. Mm-hmm. And I get benefit from it. In fact, I want to pray another rosary. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I want to, like, pray my own rosary. Once I'm done with them, like they kickstart me yeah. on Sunday and yeah. I'm like, I'm going to pray one tonight and imagine how my mind will actually be like stuff happens. Like I, I, I think of people that I haven't thought of people I need to pray for. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, it's a real deal. In, like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's funny. You're mentioning the rosary in uh, episode zero, which will Never be heard from Never. anyone else. Unless you heard it, you heard, you missed it. If you missed it, you missed it. Well, these I, might all be in, locked in the file. <laughs> this is going into Father Aaron's like, deep, canonization files. Deep fi- <laughs> That's right. I'm thinking of that, actually. It's funny. Pope Benedict the 23rd will be examining yeah. this <laughs> one day. Exactly. And, uh, I was thinking, if I swear and we don't edit it out, I might not be able to. <laughs> oh, he was so close. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah. He talked about the animal song. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. No, but, um, so the other day I was also sharing that say I, I was explaining that I um I have a difficult time with the rosary and the the fact that it's so difficult gives me pause and makes me wonder it's not just that I'm indifferent to it, I'm 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 struggling with it. And so anyways, I was recounting that story to another uh person the other day and he told me this beautiful little story of one time I couldn't I don't know if, if this was him or his friend it happened to but anyways he was with another gentleman and one of them was saying you know I really feel like God's calling me to do push-ups but that's crazy God wouldn't want me to do push-ups and the other man said well wouldn't it be a, just a beautiful act of obedience just to do the push-ups anyways 
And so the first one said, oh, yeah, you know, and did the push-ups. <laughs> Anyways, that just touched something in my heart when he said that. And and after weeks of struggling with the rosary, I've been praying the rosary all weekend. And then I saw my other friend yesterday, and she's like, oh, look what I have for you. She has no idea about this. Um, she gives me literally... Too bad. She has no idea that you're that you're praying the rosary regularly. That I'm struggling. That I'm struggling with it. Okay. Really. Um, she gives me two bags full of rosaries, and I said to her, "Are you joking?" And she said, "No, I thought you could use them for the uh uh." And I said, "And I'm like for the fact that I suck at praying the rosary." <laughs> she goes, "Yeah, <laughs> kind of joking, but it was you know for me to take to catechism." Um, but I thought. How perfect is this right. that she literally gave me like sixty rosaries? Like I have no excuse not to. And I was, I was and I should add once as I was telling these friends about my problem, and he was telling me the push-up story. I said, really, the issue is if I'm holding a rosary, I'm yep. okay. But I don't often hold one, and I start counting on my fingers, and then I get lose track. Oh yeah. But if I'm holding that rosary, I'm good. So really, the issue is I'm too lazy to stick my hand in my pocket and pull my rosary out. Yeah. So that's really just. Sad. And I've got to say, too, in terms of Mary, I mean, I um, have a similar experience with you in that when I am, you know, inviting Mary into my life, there's this sweetness, there's this, um, there's this incredible difference in my life, yet I'm still so Ah, stubborn, yeah. resistant. Yep. Um, you know, I'm part of this thing called the Living Rosary. It's like 20 women in St. John. I'm the organizer, for heaven's sake. <laughs> 20 women who pray, each pray one decade of the rosary Who's every day. No, well, hey, I pray my decade. I pray my decade, ladies. Um, but, and when I started it, I was not having a problem with the rosary. I started it, and I was rocking the rosary, right? But it's just being, uh, and that's part of it is trying to remain faithful to a practice for a long time. But I've been going, trying to get excuses, asking my priest in confession, do I have to say the rosary? And he's like, well, you don't have to. But he doesn't know, now you know, Father, um, that it's it's not just, um, it, it's more than me just saying, eh, this is one devotion among many. I mean, it's, yeah. it's calling to me. Okay. And, and so I really feel like, no, I have to make peace with this. And you pulled out your rosary, Father. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, I I was praying this this morning, actually, with somebody who was dying, and, and uh, I was just mindful of the um, Divine Mercy chaplet mm-hmm. um, to be prayed with those who are dying. I mean, and, and there's this neat little part of the pamphlet that I have. It says something like, Divine Mercy from afar, or when you're not in the presence of the dying. I mean, you, you can still be praying. Yeah. for them yeah you know? yeah that's definitely something um yeah very near to my heart praying the divine mercy chaplet for for the dying um yeah i uh i wore my rosary bracelet see so that i can actually it's rosary it's a bracelet does it snap back together it snaps together yeah it's from Jerusalem. Uh, it's from bethlehem it's from bethlehem actually it's made of olive wood from bethlehem it's um if you can't see it which you can't, um, for those of you listening, it's just a coil, a metal coil that has 50 beads, um, or 50 small beads and five large beads. And so it just wraps around your wrist, snaps back together, and you can pull it out and hold it as a rosary. And uh, just wearing that helps me to remember to, to pray it, right? So, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a... Yeah. Thank you. So, who taught you how to pray your rosary? I learned about the rosary when I was probably in the year I was making my first communion. Our school went to St. Michael's Cathedral in Toronto. I'm from from the Toronto area. Um, for a little sort of retreat. Not really a retreat, like a half day thing for school age kids. But um, at that point, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I, I don't know why I associate that memory with learning the rosary. Now, I don't know if we prayed the rosary when we were there or afterwards, someone handed out pamphlets and rosaries to us, but I've always sort of right. held those two things as sort of one memory. Connected together? Yeah. Um, yeah, we never prayed the rosary at home. Like, my mom knew how to pray the rosary for sure, and I mean, I think she explained it to me, but it wasn't something that we did really at home. Mm -hmm. um, I just started, I started praying the rosary a few years ago, really, more regularly, um, because our priest at the time um, was undergoing some um, recuperation from a major surgery, and his favorite devotion is the rosary. And so the head, one of the, the religious education director there had mentioned to all the catechists um, that it would mean a lot. It would be like a spiritual offering too for our priest if we would all pray the yeah, rosary, sure. right? So anyways, it was a stormy snowstorm one day and I was basically the only teacher who showed up because I, I got there before they canceled. So it was me. Anyway, so I had some chance to talk to some other people. And so I had prepared to pray the rosary with the few kids who had showed up. And this man came over, lovely man, who's, you know, his children are all raised, all grown. And um, he told me, he was so happy that I was praying the rosary with the kids and he told me that he, how he prayed the rosary with his boys every single day um, as they were growing up. And that, anyways, the next week he came back and he had bought me a little children's book on the rosary for my children. And I was Beautiful. so touched by that. Yeah, sure. So touched by that. And, um, yeah. Well, I can see it on your face. Yeah. This for sure. Lovely, yeah, like... yeah, anyways, he's a really dear, dear man. Um, and, uh, yeah, so <laughs> anyways, so that's... Um, yeah, that really just encouraged me to start praying it with my family. Um, <laughs> don't often pray it with them. I pray it more on my own, or we'll do like a decade together or here and there. And um, Or the flying rosary. Do you know the flying rosary? No. It's like the family favorite. <laughs> it's um, one Our Father and three Hail Marys each, each decade, just to sort of Perfect. get through a little faster for the attention span of the wiggly, the wiggly set, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's, um, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So I'm, I'm really hoping to root out this stubbornness from my heart and, and, uh, get back into the rosary. And the other thing is, so last summer I started running and, um, like that's kind of equivalent to last summer I started flying. Like that's how unlikely I thought I'd ever start running. <laughs> <coughs> but I was using the rosary as a marker. Like I would, at first I would run for the Our Fathers and walk for the Hail Marys. And then I would run for the Our Fathers and the Glory Bees. And, you know, and, and eventually I was running for the Hail Marys and walking for the Our Fathers. And then I was just running the whole way. So. Sweet so, Lord. <laughs> I've never heard of. <coughs> that's, so I would, so I come to strongly 
associate running and the rosary. And now the thing is, because it's winter, I run indoors when I, I haven't I haven't run for a while, and that's part of the problem. Um, if you've ever run on the treadmill, um, you know it's the most boring thing in the world, right? So, <laughs> like, I will pray every prayer, every litany, every rosary, everything I can think of. <laughs> um, you know, I'll bring a list of intercessions of people to pray for, just because I can't stand just being bored on the treadmill. You have heard of a Walkman or a iPod? Just blast yourself with yeah, music. But it's a good use of time, right? Oh, totally. <laughs> so, so um, anyways, um, but then I kind of hurt my back a little bit a while ago and sort of didn't, it's been about three or four weeks since I've been back to the gym and, it, and I kind of felt like, ah, it's like I've forgotten how to pray sitting, like pray the rosary without sitting still. moving. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the issue. Um, so you're running and praying at the same yeah. time? right yeah i have a stack of prayer cards for seminarians that i'm praying for <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> flipping through them. i have them all lined up on my treadmill <laughs> yeah it's, yeah anyways it's um yeah um i got a whole system got my whole little system down awesome. yeah i find it um it's the ultimate add prayer <laughs> it's just you know it, yeah it, it works yeah it works right um it kind of uh I find it easier to focus on the, on the mysteries that way and everything. Cause I'm just like, I'm not thinking of anything else. I'm not, I'm not, there's nothing else going on. I'm not watching, I'm not avoiding the deer that are about to run out in front of me <laughs> or, or, um, you know, or worrying about traffic or anything or worrying about things at the home, you know? Another yeah. thing is I cannot walk around the house praying the rosary. I have to be, I got to stop. I can't multitask and pray the rosary. I need to be, but moving my feet quickly is not an impediment. <laughs> In fact, it quite helps. So I think that says more about my uh, attention span <laughs> than it does. I think it <laughs> says, I, th I think it just says that the ability to pray and where we pray and, and how we pray, uh, you know, is varied. Uh, different people, different times in their life. Yeah. Different moments, different things work. Uh, but we shouldn't give up and say, oh, yeah, I hate the rosary because, you know, when I was eight years old, I had to do it. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Well, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So I think I that's sort of what I'm getting the sense of. The fact that I don't like it doesn't mean I shouldn't do it. It means I should lean into it and and do it I think I think in this situation that's that's true I don't think that's always the case right but judge it by its are fruits fickle, right? yeah. I yeah, yeah I feel like you'll be here in a year saying <laughs> the Lord has blessed me through this gift you know and I think it says something where like people will say to me as a priest uh, at the hospital especially well you know and they just joking around often with something small like well, you know, you got more pull with the big guy than I do. Oh. And I'll be like, well, not necessarily. It happened to be a woman who said that to me this week. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know who the top dog is in heaven out of all the children of God? It's not a pope and it's mm -hmm. not a priest. It's a woman and a mother. Mm -hmm. I think that says something kind of significant in our in our day and age and our supposed um, 
kind of uh, infatuation with all things women empowerment and blah, blah, blah. We say we're doing all this stuff. Why don't we look at our own tradition and say, oh my God, it's been there the whole time. We're supposed to talk to our mother. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to talk to the lady who's at the pinnacle of heaven. It's not a priest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus, the high priest, is the one whom we're following, you know. Mm-hmm. But And it's not a competition, obviously, between the sexes or anything. But yeah, it's just to say, hey, like, why not? You know, if you're running and you can, that's great. If you're doing, other people may multitask yeah. and do it that way. Other people do it when they're driving to work. Yeah. Other people... And and again, it's. I was thinking that it's it's. Um, I I hear this from from people over the years saying, "When is it going to be my turn to experience a grace like what it seems everybody else is getting all the time?" And, um, I think. Uh, for those people, I just think like, first of all, God knows what makes you tick. Mm-hmm. Right and and he'll maybe some of the graces that the rest of us get and share about and get excited mm-hmm. about, maybe we need them more than you do to just keep going because yeah. our faith is weak, yeah. or it needs this thing, um, or I'll say you know like just stay faithful, yeah, stay yeah. faithful. God is gonna find his way to you, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're like, when is he going to bless me? I hear, you know, you talk about this and your father and these graces and God. I've never felt any of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you... Yeah. I, any, I, I know we're, we're, you know, we're, we're treading on rapping here, but... Um, no, that's totally something. I know when I was younger, because um, um, I grew up... I grew up Catholic. I mean, I was baptized Catholic as a young child, as a baby, as 10 day old, and um, went to Catholic school. And, um, you know, I, I definitely identified as a Catholic. I was very involved in my parish. I, was, I, won, I won the youth award for involvement kind of thing. Um, and uh, so, I mean, I considered myself, you know, super Catholic, but that right. was really because I was really involved in my church, but I didn't really have strong faith if that makes sense. Um, it was much more external. It yeah. was about external practices to me. Um, and, uh, and, and, and about sort of more of the cultural identity rather than an actual, you know, encounter with Christ. Right. Anyway. So, um, but I remember having a conversation with a good friend of mine and we would talk all the time about this kind of thing. Like, why doesn't God give me a sign? Why doesn't God, you know, manifest himself to me in some way, you know, um, which I think when people say, why doesn't God give me these graces? Maybe in some cases, that's what they're talking about, you know, some kind of concrete example, you know, um, and I think, like you said, we're all, we are all different, different things make us tick, right? I think perhaps I'm thinking maybe perhaps God, you did that you didn't show me yourself in that way because you didn't want, you knew I'd be so caught up in the hype. You thought I'd be caught up in like the ooh and ah of it as opposed to seeking you for love of you. Right. I was seeking him for love of myself, seeking him Mm -hmm. for my own, Mm -hmm. um, you know, using it as a measurement of, oh, I must be special if God reveals himself to me. You know, that's how I would have, yeah. looking back, that's how I would have 
interpreted that. So what would you say to somebody who says, oh, sorry, you're, I should... Uh, yeah, no, that's about it. I would say if someone's feeling bad, I would say, right on, that's normal. <laughs> Hang in there, you know. Right, <laughs> Be right. faithful in small things and... Um, what if they came back and said, okay, how long do I have to be faithful for? Everybody else is getting these graces. I think when and... you stop worrying about it. I don't know. I, I shouldn't say that. I mean, I certainly, like, it was definitely God did make himself, like, manifest to me, which had a huge part of my faith awakening so I you know I recognize the uh, the uh, you know the impact that that had on me but that was kind of like pretty desperate times call for desperate measures so God hit me over the head right? Right. <laughs> but my life has not been a stream of constant you know revelations from the Lord after that um, do, you um, get, do you get upset with that element of things that it's not no. kind of a constant no. return to the mountaintop no I don't you know what that was such a real moment to me and such a like it was like I said to somebody you know it was like that was more real to me than my hand is to me like it was that real to me that I can turn to that and feel like, you know what, God, that that's all I needed to know. That's all I needed to know, right? And you can go back to that. I can go back to that experience that and say, with the Lord. say, I know, I know He's real. I know, right. I know He's real. And so, I, anytime I'm struggling with doubt, it's just like that would be like me saying, Oh, I'm not sure if I have a mother. Well, of course I have a mother. I know her. She lives, <laughs> you know. Right. She, I know her address. I can call her up on the phone. I know she's there. Right. I don't have to. Um, it would, it would be silly for me to to question because I just know she's real. Right. And so because of that experience, for me at least, that was a great grace for me that I can just really return to that. But and... you can't tell me that having experienced that, yeah. are you saying, okay, that's good for my life. I'm done. No. I've no. got the grace that I need. No, 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 no. Um, I'm not saying that at all. I mean, oh my God, I want him so badly like I, that's all I want is is him and I but I'm not anxious about it I'm not anxious about it were you it. beforehand anxious about encountering him or not encountering him yeah I mean when I was young and didn't really have my faith and I'm not saying it's a sign of me not having faith it's before that experience happened right. I was anxious about it I guess and you're not, you were maybe weren't aware that you were kind of wondering well, I mean, if the other shoe would drop, if God would show well, yeah, himself Well, yeah, I definitely didn't you. worry about that. Like I was saying, I talked to my friend, like we talk about it all the time. We were obsessed, <laughs> the two of us were obsessed with this. Um, but, no, and I with mean. With God, you mean? With, with, with this, why isn't God, like, why, oh. why isn't God like, making himself known to us in a, Right, know, so it was a real, a it was a real issue Oh, yeah, it was, a, it was yeah. a huge issue for me. Um, I, sh I mean, I, it's hard to say sort of looking back. I mean, I think after that happened, at that point, initially after that, that wasn't really on my mind. Did you get any bad advice? Did you, did you go to anybody and say, hey, when is this going to happen? Or, or, or did you guys flush out any stuff that just no, no, was kind of like... No, just two of us talking. But okay. after, after that happened... I don't know. I wasn't... So it literally, it stayed between the two of you, almost like this, this thing, conversation. That, yeah. this feeling that you both had of yeah. wanting something more. Yeah, I think so. Maybe yeah. he talked to someone else about it. I, 
I didn't. <laughs> it didn't. You um, keep tabs on them. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, yeah. Um, and then it kind of goes away, and then you get well, hit with this. Well, then my faith kind of went away. My oh. faith kind of went away. It's like I went through several years of, oh. well, not several years. I don't know. It's a long story. I didn't mean to grimace. <laughs> I know. No, no, don't grimace. No, but it did. My faith, my faith went away. I was like declaring myself, okay, I don't. You know, I've been conditioned to believe this. It's obviously not true. Blah, blah, blah. You know. And, um, yeah. Anyways. And then, um, yeah. Long story. He rocked your boat. another time. Totally. The Lord. Totally. Entered in to your the heck life. out of me. Yeah. No, um, it was huge. And I started screaming for my husband from the, from the bedroom. Richard! Richard! Come here! He thought, like, one of the kids had started. He thought something like someone was dying because I was freaking out. And he runs in the room. Where are the kids? What's going on? Like, did someone fall out of bed? Is someone choking on something? What's going on? And I was like, God is real! Ah, ah. You know, freaking out. Like, tell him, God is real. He created the world. The Bible is true. God, the Bible is the real God. Oh, my God. We have to... Oh, oh my God, I'm such a sinner. Ah. Like, totally going nuts. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to walk back into the living room now <laughs> because I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> you know? Um... But I'm going to go get a Krispy Kreme donut. Yeah, I'm just going to go for a little stuff. Especially the old legs here, you know? Right. No, but it was so... Anyways, and then it was just like a switch. And so, no, I mean, since that time... No, I certainly... Can you say, here's how I'm going to get back to the mountain. Here's I want to go back. I want to go back to the mountain, but I know that we can't... That's God... That's what, you know, they call contemplation, right? That's what God, give, infused contemplation, God gives you right. that. So does that make for good prayer? Like, well, I mean, you can... God, I'm here again. I no, really well, want to experience you. I want to know you in an incredible way. I, I want... Maybe I should try that. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, you go to prayer, and right. sometimes God reveals something. Like, yeah, sometimes, I don't know. I mean, I have had experiences since then where I felt strongly God's presence. Um, oh, I'm just wondering, is, yeah. is it, I wonder if it's fair for us to go. seek it. To I mean, God? What, what about that? I mean, what about seek, going okay. and saying, I am seeking yeah. this awesome experience. Yeah, well, I am seeking Yeah, I mean, I think it's okay whatever. to be seeking it, but I think um, not to be expecting it, not to come from a posture of, you better show up, God, right? But to be like, oh, Lord, yeah, of course, of course, you're like, you have... What about those? You long for that. I mean, it's like, it's like, okay, I read an example of, it's like if you went to, if you went to um, Buckingham Palace and you were hoping the queen would come out and wave on the balcony, right? Or. Um, it's actually a deep-seated dream of mine. Oh, there you go. I was going to say the Pope, you know, going to St. Peter's, but yes. I should have Buckingham Palace. You know, and you might go there every day and know anticipate that she really could come out right um but know that she might not and that's okay and then you you come you sort of walk by the palace wait a few minutes and then continue on your way um and then when every once in a while boom she comes out you're like hey that's awesome right right so i've heard it's kind of like that you 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 show up you know you come to prayer right you talk to the lord you sit there and you listen what if it's okay to show up with a total agenda and be like, hey, Lord, here's <laughs> well, what you're going to you know, do? I've talked to some, like, I have a friend of mine, and he's always saying to me, he's like, well, unless the Lord tells you to do something, unless he tells you clearly to do something, you shouldn't do it. I'm like, 
I guess I shouldn't be here right now, like telling this person I'm talking to because he didn't tell me this morning to get up and go visit you. You know, right. so right. I don't know. I mean, yeah, no, I think it's. Uh, but what I'm saying is showing up. Same. Bring it on, Jesus. Like, yeah, Jesus, this is what I want. Like, what if we showed up in prayer and we were bordering on just bringing our own will, but knowing that we were not gonna. We were not going to twist God's arm, but just showing up with like, hey, Lord, like, I want awesome stuff to happen in St. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just saying showing up with an actual, like, here's what we need to do, God, today. You know, here's what I want to see happen. Yeah, I think think we are called to pray honestly. And I, I know for a long time I would try to craft my prayers in a way that I thought would be unoffensive inoffensive i'm having a hard time with prefixes today inoffensive and um a way that you know god wouldn't have to say no (laughs) you know like they were really paltry dull prayers and um realizing that like god wants us to be like you know what god i really want i really want this person to get better i don't want your will to be done because yeah. what if your will isn't that she gets better? I want her to get better. I don't want her to die, right? right. Or I really... And I love you. You know, yeah. like, I'm going to do yeah. what you will, but, the reality but here's is, my deal. Yeah, but the reality is, this is what I'm thinking. Or the reality is, I am crushed that this happened. I am lonely for this. I am, you know, right. I don't know if you're there. I know you're there, but I don't feel it. And I wish, I I wish I felt it, Lord. I wish you would show me that. Um, You know, or, you know, being honest and 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 then... You know, and then from that, right. you can then Refocus. come to like, okay, but God, I find when I pray like that, it does seem to be more like God does sort of give me a sense of understanding. And all of a sudden, like that anxiety, like dissipates like a mist, right? And mm-hmm. then you can say truly, yeah, thy will be done. Right. Because you're not feeling. It's like you get that other you're stuff You're getting that out. like, oh, that's not. Yeah. That's not that's not everything and you know that's god kind of shows you that so it's almost for like it's almost feel like like lord like like um wake up my heart to be not lethargic not not weighed down with sleep not weighed down with who I think I'm supposed to be wake the heart up so that I can come in to this prayer honest fired up raw and then you can redirect me because I'm going to come in alive and fired up but you're going to help me to channel that in a way that's 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 productive but don't let me spend too many ages adrift on the sea without a rudder you know like yeah. that's that's kind of the experience of 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 depression a bit i find is it just dulls the edge you don't you're not fired up you're yeah. not you don't feel anything and so it's hard to come <clears throat> in and be raw and honest yeah. and about how you're feeling about what you yeah. want because you're stuck it feels just kind of meaningless right right yeah no so I... that, that's what i'm gonna pray i'm gonna want i don't know maybe i won't but i'm saying i'm gonna go in there and I'm be like god like I want to see this. I want to see renewal. I want to see all those great things. And then I'll let him, then I'll let him speak and let him work and trust him that my silly way of coming at it, 
I gotta at least get it out yeah. there. We have, yeah, yeah, we have to. We have to try not to um, pretty up our our prayers too much, psychologize them too much. Try to, you know, we have to be. I think yeah. a guttural prayer of you know what we're really wanting to see or what's really hurting us or really, you know, the injustice we see that we just feel helpless about. Right. You know, expressing that even if we can't put it into words just you know expressing it even if we know we're we're full of baloney on one level for myself like expressing it like lord i want to see renewal everywhere around me i want to see it for the young people i want to see it for everybody but it's like when you go into land a punch but you know you're going to get hit at the same time. You're, you're afraid what would happen if renewal did happen? Yeah, well, no, yeah, exactly. Or say, God say, well, I want you to be a part of it. I've been asking you to do it for a while. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, yeah, I, I can't do it. I'm not mm-hmm. good this way. I'm not a good organizer. Mm-hmm. I can't. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah. it's like, it's, it's that thing. So praying what you want, even though knowing that you yourself may be fullable, may not want to would, actually advance that thing. I you would know? say. Why not ask for it? I would, I would, yeah, I think I would say in that situation, I think, like, I would try to pray, God, make me want this. Make me, make me want this. God, make me, give me the courage, because it's often for me, courage thing, lack of courage. Like, give me the courage to say yes to whatever you want of me in this thing yeah yeah the gasp i think that's good right yeah and give me you know lord i want this renewal and i don't see where i fit into it and honestly i'm kind of scared of what you would require of me so please god help me to trust in you and to know that you know with you at the helm, you won't lead me anywhere that I can't, that I'm, that I'm outside of your protection, right? That, um, that, um, it'll be, it'll be a good thing. Might not be easy, but it'll be good and it'll be right. And it'll be your will. And as long as I'm within your will, I have nothing to fear. Yeah, I would say too, like to pray along the lines of, Lord, help me to forget my past failures too. Mm-hmm. Like help me to forget because those are the first things to come back mm-hmm. into the wheelhouse is just like, yeah, you've tried this before. Mm-hmm. You've prayed this before. You stepped out before thinking that mm-hmm. you had a contribution to make and it didn't go the way that yeah. you thought. Yeah. You know, yeah, stuff that gets in your head. Yeah. It's like, how do how do we deal with and expel that yeah. not i'm not talking psychologically no, speaking yeah, here i'm yeah. talking about that dog that's bullying you around yeah it, you know kind of in your head of past oh, yeah. stuff and and part of the prayer you know is like man I, it's tough because you got to deal with some of these things eventually yeah. you know you know, well, i think reconciliation goes a long way to, to healing that give the grace the grace and reconciliation to you know when you offer up those yeah. failures right and first if you recognize them as sin well no okay well i mean sometimes there's some aspect of it right like my my reticence to to do what i feel god's calling me to do 
so maybe like the fact that I fell on my face wasn't a sin, but the fact that I refuse to obey the promptings I'm feeling, right? That could be a sin, right? Like that could get into that more, right? I mean, I I confess that kind of stuff anyways. I mean, yeah, it's not like sure. a mortal sin, but sure. um, it's still an issue that you're it's separating you from God. Well, it's worse than that. It's making your life boring. Oh, don't want to be boring. <laughs> no, but seriously, right? I mean, but I mean, but isn't it more? Yeah. It's more interesting in a way to follow up on some of those promptings, if you will. Yeah, of... well, I don't know. It depends. I mean... I'll give you a for instance. Okay. So I'm at a, at a charismatic renewal conference. This is, I don't know, 1991 or something like that. I'm like grade six or grade seven. <laughs> I'm leaving the meal hall. This was a summer thing, a three-day summer thing. I think it was always the first week in August, first weekend. And it was something we looked forward to, all the young Something you did with your family? Catholics, or... uh, no, my family, like we would go. Community thing? There was a, there was a youth group okay. that I was a part of through the Queen of Peace prayer group. A oh, lot yeah. of the people. Yeah, yeah. Big here in St. John. At least yeah. our 14 listeners. Um, yeah. Well, seven of them were <laughs> 24 there. listeners. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, Potential listeners. So I'm leaving. Yeah. yeah. If this ever gets <laughs> I'm leaving this, this, um, you know, it's lunchtime yeah. and I'm, I'm leaving the, uh, little place where we, where we eat the, the cafeterias at Mount Allison university. So I'm walking out and one of the ladies now deceased, uh, many years later, uh, she, I can see her out of the corner of my eye, Bertha Boucher okay. and, uh, She's later my sponsor at confirmation. Oh, nice. So there's a few of the cat, the, the the Saint Stephen prayer group women sitting together, and Bertha was an older lady at the time, and I could see she was, uh, it was it was warm, but she was perspiring, and her her color was very high. She was clearly in some kind of distress, and the girls were just there with her, had a hand on her shoulder, or whatever. And I sort of took a look. I said, "Oh, hey," and I might have caught a little bit. And I'm right out the door because yeah. I got other things to do. You know, I'm just going to go chill just a kid before the yeah. next conference mm-hmm. kicks up. So I'm walking down the path. I can remember this as clear as if it was yesterday. I'm walking down the sidewalk and I have this, whatever it's called, where uh, I go, you know what? I, I need to go back and I need to pray with Bertha and I need to pray that the Lord heal her or help her or be with her and I thought that is crazy I don't want to do that you know it's it's not it's and I was pretty open to that stuff but mm-hmm. that to me and the, the circumstance just didn't just didn't sit well with me um so I went back and did it and uh felt a little bit better as I left I thought at least my conscience is is eased and that little stepping out in faith, I think those little moments, those little promptings are significant. Absolutely, um, yeah. Because when I went back that night, Bertha, uh, French-Canadian background, she's, she says, uh, Oh, I'm so thankful you pray for me, and I feel so much better And after you pray for me. Like stuff I didn't even want to hear, because yeah. I was like, whatever you know but this was her experience and she was just saying thankful thank you as much to god i suppose Mm -hmm. but um it didn't escape my notice you know and uh so yeah so that's what i mean by 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 a prompt by 
like play it out right if mm-hmm. i just go yeah. down the sidewalk and ignore that prompting my life is no different god works he, he'll get me another way he'll do all those things but that's what i mean by it's, yeah. oh, it's a yeah, bit no, more for exciting sure. for sure for sure to yeah. go back yeah. Yeah. and to pray and to feel scared yeah, well, yeah. what am i yeah. doing praying for this woman yeah. like she just has heat stroke yeah, no, like why totally. am i doing this i know what you're talking about now yeah those so. prompt, promptings like that where you're like I don't know. Can you say no to those things? Absolutely, you can. Really? Yeah. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Um, yeah. But it's that flirt with boredom because you're like, if I don't go, and I don't do that see it thing. as boredom. I feel like irresistible compulsion to go and do this thing, um, which is what I'm like. Well, okay, God. <laughs> If this goes itself, it's your fault, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't happen frequently. But that's how I, I can think of a, you know, a handful of experiences like that. That, um, and then w- without fail, you go there and you do that, and yeah, the person is just blown away beyond. Yeah. And I this happened recently with a friend of mine where I, anyways, um, I'm going to the details, but she, you know. I also shared with her after, I said, I really feel like God wanted me to tell you that he hasn't forgotten you. Like, I, there was other something that happened. I said, this happened today? What happened? The thing that happened? Um, because God wanted to reassure you that he is there and that he has not forgotten you in this trial you're going through. And she just burst into tears and she said, that's exactly what I've been praying, that he would right. He would reassure me that he's, he's with me through this struggling. So, you know... The fact that I felt prompted to pray for her wasn't the issue. The fact that, you know, God used someone at the time that she needed, you know, it wasn't nothing to do with Jennifer. It had everything to do with God making himself manifested to her in her hour of need. So, yeah, no, I think it's, um, yeah, those promptings, don't don't ignore them, guys. Do not ignore them. It's no. always a good thing. Always a good it, thing. It is a good I thing. I had never thought of it as, as a boredom buster type of thing. <laughs> but, um... No, I was... Um... We can choose to be scared and uncertain, which is... And stepping out in faith, generally. Yeah. Or we can ch- kind of choose our own comfort, which is boring, ultimately. Yeah. It's safer, it's boring. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying there aren't times where, especially when I get tired, then I don't trust my inspirations because mm-hmm. they generally are not reliable. Mm-hmm. Because I'm overstrung, I'm overwrought, I'm overtired, and I think it's time to be... Mother Teresa, when I'm completely exhausted. Mm. So there are those moments where I'm like, uh, no, going out and helping everybody is not what I need to do right now, There's although the... it feels it. Mm. No, yeah. because I, I just, I'm partly feeling that because I am totally over, hmm. overstrung. Interesting. But it's important to yeah. be aware of yourself too in that way, right? Yeah, and well, I only know that because it. I've, I've, Overdone it. Yeah. So many times, right? That's this whole little conversation we're having is um reminds me about about in terms of prayer and in terms of stepping out into this sort of unknown like this and um um a friend of mine said once um I pray for you was it to become or to discover the person God made you to be. And I was like, what? What is that supposed to be? <laughs> I'm like, 
and what what, what what do you mean? I am the person I'm supposed to be. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? And um, never actually asked, what do you mean by that? But in my head, I asked myself a million times. And I realized it's not like this person saying, I know who you're supposed to be, but you obviously haven't figured it out yet. But um, maybe, maybe that's oh, what the totally. person was saying. Oh, totally. I, I yeah. get what you're saying. But yeah. I was like, but so I've been kind of on this quest for that, like, God, who... Who do you actually want me to be? Like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? And sort of, sort of re-examining, you know, things in my life where I've tried to push them out of my life, thinking this is not how I ought to be. You know, I have this kind of external image of, you know, what a good Catholic woman, mother, ought to look like and be, mm-hmm. and. You know, that, just that, that comment, that prayer, I guess you could say that my friend offered me really sort of rocked me, like rocked me, right? And realizing, you know, um, as I've been kind of doing other things that aren't really wrapped up in those identity issues, um, but um, like with writing and stuff, it's something that I never, and like even doing a podcast, I was like, well, I decided long ago, I am not a writer. I am not a speaker. I am not these things. And yet looking back in my life, I actually have written a lot. I actually have spoken a lot. Um, and, you know, those things I've written, especially things I've written, have like profoundly touched people. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, you know, and... And it's something, it's like, I have been telling myself, no, no, I can't be a writer. That's for someone else. I am not a writer. I am not good with words. I am, I am a math person. I am a science person. I am not a language person. Therefore, I am not a writer. Um, but you know what? It's like, I think I am a writer. I think I really am a writer, you know? Like, I've been painted right now, so officially I'm a writer. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, um, and, um. And, uh, it's, and, uh, you know, things like that, like I've sort of defined for myself, I've put in boundaries and borders of who I think I am. And I think it has to do with a lot of like identity things. It's a danger to identify ourselves and things too quickly. And it's deadly to identify them with our failures. Yeah. I think our identity is our failure. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think I, I should say, I have another friend who, if I said, yeah, well, you know, we're all sinners. He'd be like, oh, no, no, don't say that, don't say that, don't say that. We're not all sinners. So I'm like, oh, well, I don't consider that like an identity. I, I consider that like a descriptive reality. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. <laughs> but, but I don't see that as an identity. Um, like, I don't but go around it, saying, I am a wretched It can, creature, it can become, but... not so much, I wasn't thinking sin so much yeah. as I was thinking, that's going to sound really stupid. Um, which is why I think it bears saying, but like for me, one thing that gets inside my head is, um, meetings, um, parish council meetings sometimes. Like I will look at that and say, I am so unwellly skilled at whatever you're supposed to do. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Lacking in the administrative skills. Yeah. Like I'm just right. And then there's, there's. And so you excuse yourself from participating because you oh, think, I totally you can't do try it? to get away yeah. from that. Or I say maybe this is a sign that I that I sh- that I that this element of things is just not for me. It's just a complete mm. yeah. waste of time. It's not for me. 
But what it does unintentionally is that it, it starts to make me feel um, insecure about my ministry in general. Mm-hmm. Because I think, well, if that's not a part of what I'm good at, <coughs> sorry, what is there left? You know? Yeah, no, I know. I think... So when I, when I, if I look at my vocation, I say, oh, God, that was a failure there. And I don't want to get back, climb back into it. That whole image of a kid getting back up on the bike, I think is a good, you know, it's a good image for sure. Mm-hmm. You okay? <coughs> Choking on air, I guess. Um, yep, I'm good. That's the bell signal, <clears throat> folks, for there our double episode. I think we've got a. I think we've, we've got, got quite enough. a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say for when... a, a part one, part two, possibly. <laughs> yeah, just one final thought on what you said, though. I think, um, I think it's useful to be aware of your your weaknesses as well as your strengths, but we have it's it's a matter of putting things in proper order right so because god can use you in your weakness to show forth his strength if you can if a clod like father aaron can get this thing organized holy moly like obviously god's (laughs) hand was in that right (laughs) so i mean we can be realistic you know um but it's easy to switch from that into excuse making Right? And that's not liking it. And then why don't... So you don't like it. Is it because you're embarrassed about how it's going to make you look? Yes. It's partly a pride thing. For yeah. Sure. yeah. So, you know, pride's apparently a sin. I wish I could turn that off because yeah. it is so... Yeah. So, maybe, so yeah. It, so it's, maybe God's calling you... I don't you like feeling... Out of control. Any of those feelings. Yeah. That those that, that situation evokes. Yeah. No, I, I don't like feeling like, you know, leadership is demanded of me. I like to offer it. I don't like it when it's like, okay, now you are the leader. You're going to make this, you're going to do this. Yeah. I don't like it when it's demanded of me. I like it when I get to opt in. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, So what do you think God's saying to you in that? I have no clue. Do you think he's saying like, you need to trust me more? You need to like, let me help you? I think he needs to be a whole lot more direct (laughs) with me and say, don't do it. (laughs) You suck. No. I don't know. I don't think he would say that. That would be awesome. I'd be happy with that. I know. And that just doesn't work that way, right? But I mean, if it's it's maybe, you know, I would say a little humiliating uh, things like that are always good for the old soul <laughs> you know like with god like, i don't know because i i don't maybe yeah maybe humility is a good thing pride is not that's that's but feeling feeling schmealing you gotta get gross your, yeah is not a good, no i know it, or uh you leave the feeling uh, the, the meeting like i don't know i don't know how to turn the feeling part completely off i'm a big feeling guy and it gets you into you think trouble I say, god you know this is gonna stress me out you know, oh, I'm yeah. gonna be feeling like yeah. like a piece of poop, but um, I said poop on the podcast. That's good. Great. There you go. I just have a new low. <laughs> yeah, what is with that? My kids have a pillow that's poop, but I'm like, honestly, really? It looks Anyways. like chocolate swirl ice cream, which is okay. Okay, let's just stop. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I'm like, I have so much more to contribute to this conversation, and that really bothers me that I have so much to talk about emoticon poops. Anyways, um. Um, uh, no, yeah, maybe that's what God wants you to offer up. Like saying, you know, cause maybe you're kind of saying like, well, 
I'm unchangeable. I hate that. Like, you know, the thought that someone, like when someone says to me, well, people never change. I'm like, eh. like that to me is like, oh no, that's like, that fires me up so, so what, much. What like, about this though? What if it's like a husband and wife, mm-hmm. they know that if they get into that conversation, they're both going to leave angry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they just don't do it. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. that's only for older couples. I don't know. But it's kind of like that feeling of, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, that's where it goes. And maybe yeah. that's just a spoiled reaction, mm-hmm. you know? So it's a little bit more than, oh, I got a, it's a little bit of humility. It's great. It's more it's... like, I am so frustrated right now yeah. that I can't even put words to it Mm. you know that we as a as a group of people see the church so differently or um yeah okay anyway so so it's more than just um and maybe it's not feeling maybe maybe no but you're right and i think yeah i mean there's you know when there is like irreconcilable differences we say nowadays right but that's really you know not to get into all all that because honestly but but that's the whole thing like you know Things don't start as irreconcilable differences. No. Things progress. Yeah. Or what's the opposite of progressing? Break down Regressing. into that. Regress into that, right? Um, and there is, I think it's more weighted toward, it's, it's exacerbated by the differences in the church. Yeah. You know, by the fact that we don't believe the same thing. But yeah. it's, but, but it is very much like my weakness is now being, I can feel it. I yeah. can feel that I'm not connecting the dots for people the way that father so-and-so I've seen him do it and in a way if there's a silver lining to all of this Mm -hmm. it's seeing other priests Mm -hmm. who do have that skill set and just going that's not easy to do I thought it was easy to do because I saw them doing it yeah then I'm in the seat and I'm like this ain't easy to do yeah and I appreciate you appreciate them and you're grateful for their yes and then I compare myself to them and then I feel crappy but but there is that (laughs) moment of light where it's like they do this well and and instead of judging them for not being seeing the things the way I do or seeing this the way Mm -hmm. I do and I go Christ is alive in them mm-hmm. and this is not an easy thing yeah. and they have that skill set yeah. and, and it's pretty cool Praising so God so that's that. the silver lining yeah, yeah. is yeah. and it and it really does help me to like I say take my foot off the, the pedal of kind of judging my brother and just being like just kind of reveling or celebrating the fact that he does have yeah. this gift he does have these things to offer yeah it's sort of a it's not where I where I start off or where yeah. I want to go with it, but I just yeah. say, yeah. I think someone said to me, I, I know someone said to me, um, and I think it might be at, because you mentioned it, you know, in terms of like, as a, you started with as a married couple, right? Um, that when you are stuck in a place where you just cannot see eye to eye and you cannot even go there, like yeah. you said, the answer is gentleness and respect. Right. And just, just be gentle. Just you kind of just <laughs> focus on being gentle and respectful. And, and right and, now, and in that, I'm thinking and then, about respect because I'm sitting beneath one of the priests. Oh, um, it's getting late. Sweets. Okay. All right. <laughs> Au revoir, tout le monde. Oh, we have to do our introduction. We'll do it at the end. We'll they'll pin it to the front. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jennifer Fabrizi. <laughs> because, and I'm Father Aaron Knox, and this is Port City Catholic. Let's do that, okay? Okay, sure.
I'm Jennifer Fabrizi. I'm Father Aaron Knox. And this is... Port City Catholic. Coming to you live from Port St. John. City. <laughs> Sorry. There's a lot of Port Cities. The, the original Port City. St. John, New Brunswick. Yeah. And there's another podcast in, um, out, out in these parts. We're going to talk about that next time. We're gonna Sounds have, good. We're going we're gonna, to uh, invite that host over. He's got oh. lots to share with us. Okay. Yeah. And cool. he's going to help us up our game, too. Yeah. And we're going to help you up your game by listening to us. That's right. Y'all, <laughs> y'all are going to be up. <laughs> so, sorry, Father above us and, and everything. Okay. Thank you, All right. Father. Ciao. It was a pleasure. Blessings. <laughs> that was a bit more than, that went a little over. You think? <laughs> that one. Only an hour and 38 minutes. Yeah. They should be able to find something in there. Jeff is just going to put his head down and be like, what, what have I done? <laughs> it's a part one, part two. He'll be right? like, there's nothing in here. I like the idea of having the hidden podcast that will never, um, that will never. See so. the light. That's my, that's my mom and my dad. Oh, here, you're, yours is still recording.